Well, I've got a story for you out of Beaver County, Pennsylvania, and I think this is this is uh, has the potential to be pretty useful tool in the EMS toolbox. There's uh, a woman uh, has created a program to help EMTs with autistic patients. This comes from May the 15th out of Beaver County, Pennsylvania. And Kimberly Stanford is a mental health professional and the mother of a son with Asperger's syndrome. And she uh, developed this program to help EMTs understand, uh, identify, and and calm down a patient with autism. And I don't know about you, man, but that is something that I was a glaring, gaping hole in my EMS education. And, and I hadn't even heard of autism for the first 10 years of my career. Um, you know, it, it seems like it's something that's only really becoming coming to uh, public awareness in a big way in the last 10 years. And I'm I'm pretty good at calming down autistic kids. Uh, first, because I'm uh, you know I'm good at establishing patient rapport, and I don't push things. Uh, but the other thing is 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 when when kids don't react like you would expect them to, like an autistic child does not react, uh, does not interact with their environment in any uh, in what you consider a normal way, it kind of takes away all your ability to, to calm them down. And, and uh, all too many uh, EMTs and people, you know, uh, resort to the, the papoose board and the, and the, the force uh, kind of thing, which even makes it worse. So I think this will be, uh, be a pretty good deal uh, if, we, uh, if it becomes widespread, um, something that uh, will – uh, or it's it's training that uh, many EMS systems will find very useful. I wonder if we can find a way to get this woman on and, and talk to her about it. You know, because one of the things that I think has been a real challenge is when we, you know, and, and pediatric calls are challenging enough. Now, oh, yeah. We don't have to add a patient that has autism, um, you know, to, to, to make this more difficult for us. And one of the things that you really need to know, and one of the things that I've learned in, in my experience as a paramedic, is that uh, the plan that you need to have when dealing with a patient with Asperger's is to not have a plan at all. Because That's right, because it, it was it, the saying, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I mean, that, that's not very, but anyway. Um, but it's still <laughs> the point of that nothing that you've experienced before is no. going to prepare you for this next call. Secondarily, the next autistic child that you run, the experience that you have isn't going to prepare you for that next call. And you've got to be able to address these situations as individual. You've got to be uh, able to now put the care uh, or, or allow the patient almost to dictate your treatment uh, and management uh, uh, modalities. And this is something that I think is very, very uh, important to our career field. As you mentioned it, when we think about the training for this, where are we getting trained for this? And the answer is we're not. And uh, I'd really like to be able to find a way to uh, reach out to the Beaver County Times in Beaver County, Pennsylvania, and see if we can find, uh, you know, this... Uh, you Kimberly know, this, Sanford, yeah. Yeah, and uh, kind of get her on the show and kind of talk to her about it. Maybe we'll try to do a little bit of a... Uh, uh, research to get that happening, but I got to yeah. tell you, man, hats off! What a great way! Yeah, huh? yeah, I really applaud Kim Stanford for for doing this. And she, you know, in as part of the training, there is a uh, there is a sensory kit that she has put together 
to help kids deal with the with the sensory issues and the and the stimulation that they require and crave or the stimulation that they don't like uh what many people find find hard to understand about uh autistic patients is is uh the world as we see it is uh, is totally different from the for them it's a very scary place. Just imagine yourself in a hall of mirrors, uh, except every mirror is blasting this the Peter Gabriel sledgehammer video at full blast, uh, and you can't get away from it. So one of the thing, uh, one of the the uh, protective mechanisms these kids engage in is stimming, uh, self stimulation. They may rock uh, in the 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 stereotypical uh, autistic behavior. They may they may uh, Use echolalia, the same words over and over. They may flap their hands or whatever. But the the sense is is that that is the stimulus they control, uh, and they can't control the stimulus they get from the rest of their environment. So they just they try to block out everything else uh, for the stimulus that they can control, and that's comforting for them. So these stimular these I'm sorry these sensory kits with the weighted bags and the, the things to chew on and the earmuffs and everything. Uh, probably will go a long way toward making a very scary ambulance ride, something that's at least tolerable uh, for these kids with these challenges. So, you know, it's funny, Kelly, as you were talking about that, well, I didn't mean to cut you off, and I, I'm, no I'm sorry to get you in the mid, but, you know, it was funny that when you were describing this, the thing that I was thinking was, this is really kind of how you handle yourself on the show. So <laughs> that, was, that was really, I mean, it made sense to me now. Now I don't take it all very personally. Now I have an understand. No, I'm just teasing you, but no, I'm, I, I am no, in nowhere near as, uh, yeah, yeah, as yeah. challenged as some of these four kids. I've got it easy. So. And I gotta tell you, all what, I have though. to do is deal with Sebolero, which is a handicap in and of itself, it is, it is. but it's, is uh, nowhere near as challenging as dealing with autism. And I gotta tell you, man, one of the things <laughs> that I think is really interesting is that my nephew. Matthew's boy is has Asperger's syndrome, mm-hmm. and he has a very very mild form, not very pronounced. And uh, but the the abilities that this kid has when it comes to drawing, and the ability this kid has when he when it comes to the you know the the knowing every single line in a movie beat when he watches it, even though that there may be some challenges when it comes to as you mentioned the, the you know the stimuli that they're getting uh, that they can't control. In other areas, I mean, these people have some brilliance that we can learn a lot from uh, any normal day. The savant aspect of, of autism is, is actually a very rare thing, but they are capable. Uh, the, the fact that they do exist and are capable of such uh, wondrous uh, feats of intellect and math and, and artistry with, with music and whatnot uh, is an amazing thing. Just goes to show that they're, they're you know, it's not a, uh, how, would I, how would I put this? It just goes to show that, you know, there's something going on uh, in these kids and they're not utterly broken. Uh, right. they're, they're, they're still capable of, of wondrous things. Uh, they just have severe challenges to deal with. Uh, yeah. And the, the more sensitive we are uh, at recognizing those challenges and understanding how to deal with them, then we can make uh, the occasional EMS trip a, a far less scary thing. And I'm all for it. So let's, let's get Kim Stanford on the, uh, on the show as quick as we can, and we'll talk more about this. Yeah, I'm 